Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to another essential edition of the Michael Deacon program, reporting to you live and direct from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I look forward to serve you those sounds of salvation. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light, no matter what it is you do choose to believe. We admire you for your curiosity tonight. No guest. It's just you and me. And Mr. Mike Hideous, he has drawn assignment this evening. He's here live and direct. Oh yes, live from the battle zone. And I believe our friend Mr. Mike Hideous is here. And I tried my best not to uh, burp on the mic there. Mike, <laughs> are you there? Hello, Mr. Deacon. Yes, I'm here. I'm here and I'm breathing. I was going to uh, do some radio gold there and burp into the microphone there, but I, I stopped myself midway. 
Just a reminder that I am very angry with the internet here. Mm. The internet okay. has, yes, it's prevented us from being on time. Even though we were on time, we were here, but the internet was yeah. not with us. So, you know, that drove me to drink some more beer. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess just go with the flow, Michael. Yes. So, Mike, thank you so much for Worst being... Worst that can happen is uh, just... <laughs> I I'm sorry. Yes, I was just going to say thank you so much, Mike, for spending some time with us here again. My pleasure, as always. I, I, I always love coming on. Sorry, I'm a little tongue-twisted uh, tonight. You're fired up. <laughs> Not really. Uh, I mean, it sounds like I'm fired up. I'm just kind of in a jolly mood, but uh, that's from the painkillers I had to take from my back and my head. Well, I'm glad you are somewhat sedated and not completely sober this evening. No, <laughs> definitely Perfect. not. I like definitely that. I, I like it when you are much more relaxed and loose, loosey-goosey, yeah. Mike. Wish I could be this way every day. Well, you should probably start drinking. <laughs> I can't. I can't drink anymore. I get terrible, terrible migraines from drinking. It's the alcohol. It drives me out. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke there, Mike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yes, regardless, it is good to be back here. It's nice to see all of you out there. Nice to see those in the chat room. Always nice to see some familiar names in there. They our, they are our longtime listeners, Mike. They've been here forever. Good. Nice. What countries you got out there, do you know? Oh, I, I wouldn't know right now. Later on, I, I, I can find out. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Now, every second, every moment, Mike, we got to make it last here. Okay, I'm right next to you. I think that's from an 80s song. What, right next to you? No, what I said. Oh. <laughs> every second, every moment. I think I heard that in a song. I think so, too. Yeah, something like every Love moment. Ballad. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, I'm glad you're here. We were supposed to have a guest this evening, but I dropped the ball, Mike. I was supposed to, well, we were supposed to interview Brad Olson uh, this evening, Mike, but uh, I'm paranoid. If I don't hear from someone... Uh, by a certain time, I, I'm out. I'm out the door. It's it's my fault though. I, I'm just that way. No, it seems to be pretty understanding. I mean, if you got a show and you're running it and you want things to go the way you want them to go, you gotta, you know, you're gonna have a little stress. So I, I can completely understand where you're coming from. Right. I I was hoping you would. I always do. And someone's asking if I have my onesies on. <laughs> I, do you? No, I'm fully clothed. Clothed here, yeah. I'm fully naked. You're fully naked. Yeah, I'm just effing with you. <laughs> it's hard to imagine you even being that way, Mike. You what, know, like being naked. Yeah, like being naked. You know, every time I vision you, you're always wearing, you know, like black, like an Antifa member. Yeah, <laughs> the the trench coat mafia. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I can understand. I mean, it's not like you and I are together a lot, where we see each other in different clothing, but. Uh, I do usually, I sometimes take my clothes off when I take a shower. Um, oh, do you now? And uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, I okay. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my weenie or anything like that if I'm, if I'm naked because that's a sin. So. Are, you, are you rocking massive body <laughs> hair right now, like from the 80s, rocking like a bush there? On my, well, on my back mostly and on the backs of my palms. Well, well I'm talking about I your private parts though. My... <laughs> are you rocking yeah, bush well, no, tonight? I shaved, that, I shaved all that off. You shave it off, okay. It's a very personal question, but, you know, it's me and you here tonight. You know, we're going to have to dig deep here. Yes. <laughs> I hope you wait. Do we have a topic for tonight? Uh, well, we have all kinds of news and shit, but, I mean, sometimes you have to get personal here, Mark. Right. You have to tell the truth. Uh, oh, 
we get personal. You know I've gone to depths of personal issues. Of course, issues of course. I probably shouldn't have talked about in the first Yeah, place. these are the kind of shows that I regret the most. Because <laughs> you know I'm going to get in trouble some way, somehow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my old man was listening to a show, a replay from, I'm not sure which guest it was, but it was with me and you, and he was entertained, but holy shit. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? I don't remember exactly which which episode it was, but he was saying that you were fired up and, you know, he really likes you. He's a big mark for you, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, the old man loves you. That's really, really nice. Tell him thank you so much, and I hope to meet him one day when I come out to the West Coast and meet you. He's a big Mike Hideous fan. <laughs> Mr. Deacon Sr. Yeah, he well, he occasionally he will listen to this program, uh, believe it or not. That's great. My my pop used to listen to my CDs when he used to work uh, for the city of Patterson. He used to bring down my music. He used to have my posters on his wall. He had a he had an Empire Hideous button on every one of his um, his suit jackets that he wore to work. Oh wow! So your old man was supportive of you. My old man was the best. He he completely supported my art, my music, and of course my photography because he's the one who taught me how to be a photographer. Uh, as far back as oh my goodness, as far back as the eighties. And uh, yeah, so my dad was totally supportive. So that's great. If your dad's listening to the show, that's that's awesome. Yeah, he will occasionally listen. And just like everyone else, randomly in my life will drop in. And that's always strange. You know, having people that you personally know listen to you doing a show like this. Right. It's very, it's, I feel very vulnerable, I wish I Mike. could say the same. <laughs> no, seriously, I wish I could say the same because... Uh, my family's never come to see me perform. Really? Uh, or anything like that. Nah. Your dad never saw you nah. sing? Nah. And you know, I don't I don't so much blame my parents. I mean, it, it could have been awkward yeah. having my parents show up at a club where there's people dressed up in barely anything, uh, you know, walking around with like bits in their mouth and getting whipped and, and wearing handcuffs and all that jazz. So that that's kind of best that they didn't show up at places like that. But Oh, that's right. You know. Yeah. During the time when you were sticking hypo, uh, you were, when you were sticking needles, basically. Through your, Precisely. Your, yeah. So it's probably better off they didn't come to some of the shows. But I mean, not all of the shows are like that. That's true. Well, what started you uh, doing that sort of thing? Going all out like what, that, Mike, on stage? Yeah, with the needles The needles, there. you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, long story short, I, back in 1993, I knew a guy, this guy Jack, he was a, also, uh, he had his own band called Sweet Convulsion. Matter of fact, his guitar player ended up playing in Spy Society with me. And anyway, Jack was a very good good man at uh, promoting himself and everything. Uh, even got me my job at the Aquarian. So he, uh, he, would, he would do these performance art uh, events at his gigs when his band played. And he would bring out mannequins and blow them up with firecrackers, or he'd have these two or three girls that would come out and dance, like, you know, that one of them gave birth on stage one time. It's just like crazy, you know, making out. Gave so birth it was all on performance stage. Art. Yeah. Wow. And it was all performance art for him. So he taught me how to do and get involved with performance art. And so uh, in, in 94, he died, uh, a drug overdose. And I just was it the heroin going with the whole performance art thing heroin or not um as a matter of fact it was everything but heroin interesting interesting uh, sad, yeah sad thing is he had just gotten out of rehab um the day it was valentine's day he got out called me on the phone uh at like 3 a.m i was actually 1 a.m i was actually in the basement with my drummer working on a side project back then 
and he left a message. So I called him the next day, February 15th, and I get him on the phone and he was just apps, like he was slurring his speech. He could barely make a sentence. And I knew what was up. I could tell he was slurring his speech and he would take Valium. He would take Vicodin. He would take Special K, which really knocks you out. He would take um, everything but alcohol and dope. And he did a, a whole bunch of it the day after he got out of rehab. So he calls me up. I'm sorry. I call him up and I'm talking to him and he could barely put a sentence together. And I said to him, Jack, do me a favor. Just call me when you're straight. I can't talk to you now. Oh, no, no. He's saying, I'm just tired. I'm like, Jack, don't, don't lie to me. I'm not your father. You could tell me the truth. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get mad at you, but I can't talk to you this way. So he said, all right. So we go to hang up the phone. When he hangs up the phone, I wait about, I don't know, 10 seconds. I pick up the phone again and make a phone call and I can't get a line out because what happened was Jack passed out in his loft with the phone off the hook and he died. Hmm terrible he wasn't yeah he wasn't found for 10 days um and i was the last person who spoke to him on the phone that's pretty rough it, it was it was pretty rough. Anyway, hypodermic, not down but those were a hypodermic he, 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 needles by the way just in case anybody was wondering obviously. those are what uh the the needles you were you were using yeah well you know at the time i was working at a piercing shop when i did that stunt ah so that's and, what uh, yeah that's what got got that in your head then yeah. You were yeah, like, you know, fuck so it, I'm going to go for it. You know who was big at that time? Still is. He's a photographer from San Francisco who takes pictures of all these blood sports and S&M stuff and, and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. I've got, got a book about his, his work. I can't remember his name, but he's a famous photographer from San Francisco. He came out to the store when, when I worked at the piercing shop. And he had gotten me the idea to do – like I saw he took pictures of people with needles in their, their heads, their cheeks, their, their necks. They're all over the place. And it's all for what they call blood sport. And um, so the, the guy I was working for at the time, the piercing shop, he said to me, why don't you get pierced on stage? We'll, we'll do like a, a performance art thing yeah. like, like this guy Joe. And that's exactly what we did. That's how it started with the piercing of the hypodermic needles in my forehead. That's pretty wild. It, it was. <laughs> my goodness. Well, last time I did it, last mm -hmm. time I did it, Michael, somebody passed out in the audience. Someone passed, well, of course, someone would have to. <laughs> I remember I was at some punk rock show randomly years ago and some guy was cutting himself on stage with, you know, broken glass. He thought yeah, he was uh, Iggy happened? Pop there. <gasps> so what happened? It was just a, a shit show. It was boring. Do you remember who it was? No, not at all. It was a terrible band, but the guy was cutting himself on stage. That was the highlight of the night for, I guess, all of us. Probably a big G.G. Allen fan. Probably. G.G. Allen stinks, by the way. Oh, he always stunk. Terrible. Was, uh, not, not very talented. No, not at all. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. By the way, Dr. Strangelove, I think, has a question for you. He says, what he likes better in photography, black and white, color... Photography is uh, and fire emoji. I guess he's asking if you prefer color or black and white. His English is kind of odd. Gotcha. He's well, not from America. Uh, as a, he's from where? I'm not sure where. I don't. I don't think he's American though. Okay. Well, for me, uh, I I I was taught photography in as back as far back as the 70s. I was a little boy when my father taught me, and um, I was always on the front end of the camera because he was always taking pictures as a photographer. But by the time I reached my teenage years, he began to teach me how to see things from the, the other point of view, from the lens. 
um, or should I say, should I say the the uh, the viewfinder. So um, growing up, I learned how to. I was developing film at age thirteen, and that was just black and white. So I understood the difference, the the, the quality difference between color and black and white. Okay, so fast forward to now, being the photographer that I am, using a digital camera, you can set the camera up to take black and white pictures, but basically now you take all the pictures in color, and if you want it, if you want to display them in black and white, you just take the color out within Photoshop. What do I prefer? It actually depends on the image you're taking. So if I'm going for an old-fashioned, classic look, I'll go with black and white. Even more so, I like using tones like sepia so that it looks like an old photograph from the 1800s or, or early 1900s faded with that, that sepia yellowish color to it. Um, but frankly, I don't, I don't mind too much. If it's a good photograph and it's in color, then it should stay that way. Uh, one of the tricks in getting away from a bad photo is actually turning it into black and white. If, you, if you've got a bad photo that you didn't get the proper lighting for, you just turn it into black and white and adjust it uh, with the contrast and the hue and everything, and you can get a pretty, pretty decent shot out of it. So black and white's pretty cool, but I'm, I'm good either way. In other words, you are not picky. I'm not. Very nice. Not. Well, I hope that answered his question there. And uh, Mike, you sent me uh, a portrait of sorts. A while back. It? Well, it wasn't really a portrait, but, you know, I'm just calling it one. Of who? Of no oh. one. I'm just um, general speak, generally speaking there. You sent me uh, some painting of yours a oh, while that, back. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that's, that was a painting. Yeah, that was a... I thought it was a portrait, yeah, I you, a I thought it was a portrait of you having a psychedelic trip. <laughs> In my mind, that's no, what I it was. We, I, I remember when we sent that, oh, when I sent that to you, it took like six or seven weeks to get to you. Yeah, the UPS system there. Wonderful. Mm. Wait, no, that's not I'm UPS. That's USPS. That's right. Right, even worse. I'm just glad you got paint. Well, there was another package I sent you that never found your I doorstep. Never got here. I know. Terrible. Don't worry, Mike. I will send you another package. That would be sweet of you. You got it, brother. By the way, as you may or may not know, uh, the CPAC went down recently. That's the Conservative Political Action Conference. I'm not sure if. You paid any attention to that, Mike? I caught some of it on the news. Um, right. I hear that a lot of Democrats are pissed that uh, uh, former President Trump spoke. Um, but, you know, what do you expect? I mean, Pelosi is just a she's a living corpse. The whole gang was there, Mike. Many characters that you come to know and love, Mike. Yes, I heard. They were all out and about, some wearing masks, some not. Many making an issue about it. Uh, one wearing, well, not one not wearing a mask. I think uh, got kicked out. Forgot who it was, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty funny. Ah, oh, so tired of this. Right. I think Ted Cruz. I think he was the MVP of the night, Mike. Yeah. Judging from what the internet uh, has to say about Ted Cruz, I think he is pretty much the MV MVP of the night for uh, the CPAC. There, all eyes on Mr. Ted Cruz. The internet's well, because yeah. he was he was mm -hmm. on vacation and they were they were bitching about it. Right. So the internet has not let loose. They are still going not. after Ted Cruz, which I find hilarious. Yeah, of course not. They got nothing better to do. They want to worry about politicians uh, on the right 
and bitch and moan about every little stupid thing that they do instead of worrying about what they're already doing to screw up our country. Did you hear about the 15,000 people who lost their job on the pipeline? Of course. But by the way, I just wanted to mention the reason why I like it is because um, this has given an opportunity for Chris Christie to step up to the plate and go after Ted Cruz. I, I think it's hilarious. They've always really? been fighting. Yeah. Ugh. I think that shit's funny. <laughs> He, Chris Christie recently said that he has no sympathy for Ted Cruz and Ted has just not been a very likable guy. You know, Michael, I, I, I can't even respond to that because I just hear so much rhetoric from both sides and I'm so sick of them. I really am. They've gotten to a point with me that I have such a hard time accepting any of these politicians on what they have to say because really like why don't they focus on the people why don't they focus on getting the damn schools open why don't they focus on getting this 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 uh, uh this china virus out of our lives and 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 no more masks and any of this crap it's just pathetic it really is the china virus that's right i'll say it a thousand times the more they tell me not to use that word i will use it you like that word I don't really care. It doesn't bother me left or, or right, but we've had this discussion last time. When when the Spanish flu comes out, do they not, oh, this, the Latino flu. That's oh, racist. Sorry. Right. Of course. Everything's racist these days. It's, it's pathetic. China. These people have no backbone. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. It's so funny. I, I don't know why he says it that way. He says a lot of fun, funny things. He really it's does. His it's, yes, it's terrible. <laughs> China. I don't know why he says it that way, but I just get a kick out of it every time. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, Ted Cruz, the MVP. I believe we have a sound clip from our boy Ted Cruz here. Um, yeah, I, well, I do remember this now. Yes, this clip here that I found, Mike, it reminds me. And holy shit, I forgot about this. I wasn't even going to mention it here on this program, but why not? We have nothing planned. We should have some fun here tonight. And I believe I found a clip of one... Ted Cruz, and this is a very lovely clip here. It's a sort of compilation of when Ted Cruz was feuding with one Donald Trump. How the mm. tables have turned, Mike. And was this before the election or, or during their administration together? I believe it was back in 2016. Okay, so probably before the uh, slightly before, before Trump became president. Right. Here we go. Donald Trump alleges that my dad was involved in assassinating JFK. <laughs> now, let's be clear. This is nuts. This is not a reasonable position. This is just kooky. And while I'm at it, I guess I should go ahead and admit, yes, my dad killed JFK. He is secretly Elvis and, J and Jimmy Hoffa is buried in his backyard. I know, you know Donald's source for this is the National Enquirer. The National <laughs> Enquirer is tabloid trash, but it's run by his good friend, David Pecker, the CEO, who's endorsed Donald Trump. And so the National Enquirer has become his hit piece that he uses to smear anybody and everybody. And this is not the first time Donald Trump has used David Pecker's National Enquirer to go after my family. It was also the National Enquirer that went after my wife, Heidi, that just spread lies, blatant lies. But I guess Donald was dismayed because it was a couple of weeks ago the Enquirer wrote this idiotic story about JFK. And Donald was dismayed that, that the folks in the media weren't repeating this latest idiocy, so he figured he'd have to do it himself. He'd have to go on national television and accuse my dad of that. Listen, my father has been my hero my whole life. My dad was imprisoned and tortured in Cuba. And when he came to America, 
He had nothing. He had $100 in his underwear. He washed dishes making 50 cents an hour. You know, he's exactly the kind of person Donald Trump looks down on. I'm going to do something I haven't done for the entire campaign. For those of y'all who have traveled with me all across the country, I'm going to tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. Oh, shit. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. And in a pattern that I think is straight out of a psychology textbook, his response is to accuse everybody else of lying. He accuses everybody on that debate stage of lying. And it's simply a mindless yell. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man ca cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. A narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. Donald Trump is such a narcissist that Barack Obama looks at him and goes, dude, what's your problem? Everything in Donald's world is about Donald. And he combines being a pathological liar. And I say pathological because I actually think Donald, if you hooked him up to a lie detector test, he could say one thing in the morning, one thing at noon, and one thing in the evening, all contradictory, and he passed the lie detector test each time. Whatever lie he's telling at that minute, he believes it. But the man is utterly amoral. Ooh. Let, let, let me finish this. Please. He's a moron. The man is utterly amoral. It, morality does not exist for oh, him. Oh, he said more. It's why. Oh, okay, he didn't call him moron. Sorry. He went after Heidi directly. Oh, and smeared my wife. Attacked her. Apparently, she's not pretty enough for Donald. Oh yes. By the way, I had to stop it right there. He also went after his wife. By the way, uh, Donald did. Yep. That was great. By the way. That was nasty. Yeah, the interesting thing. He hit him with some nasty lines, by the this. way. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But the interesting thing about this is I even heard an interview with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Is that his name? I believe so. Yes. If Ted you were. Cruise. Ted Cruise. Ted Cruise. Yes. Ted Cruise. <laughs> Tom <Sorry>. Cruise. <laughs> um, the thing with Tom, Ted Cruise is that he was interviewed after the election and asked about all of this, uh, all this, you know, back and forth hardball that they were doing with each other. Right. And. Uh, Ted said that uh, they had made up and that, uh, according to Ted, uh, he explained that what Donald said to him was that um, doing presidential candidacy is dirty work. And and then apparently they had made up. They oh, it got dirty. Together and they became, they were, yeah. they were good. Yeah, I guess they're, they're boys now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the situa situation is like now. There was somebody who you and I interviewed who I, whose name escapes me, <clears throat> but he had said that uh, we needed to watch out for Ted Cruz because he felt that Ted Cruz oh, was actually uh, not a spy, but a snake uh, in the grass, a snake in the grass, so to speak, and, and uh, moving against Donald Trump. I can't remember who that was that we spoke to. Well, I mean, but, he could be uh, against Donald Trump. There's nothing wrong with that. But then again, he's a bit of a flim-flam man. Cruz? Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's kind well, of um, he's kind of a weak man, in my opinion. The funny thing is, I, I would have actually voted for him had he uh, had had Trump not been in the uh, the lineup. What do you think about that? Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. That that would be your choice. That's fine. Do you think uh, I would have made a mistake? Probably. He just seems like a very weak <laughs> male. He seems like a beta male. He's got that face. I totally hear you on that one. Yeah, he's got that weird face. I, I don't know. I have a feeling I got beat up a lot as a, as a child. He just has that face. I don't know. What was No, his father was in Cuba. He wasn't in Cuba. He was born here. Matter of fact, I'm going to put an image up right now in the chat room of one Ted Cruz. Yeah, 
Look at that face, uh, Chad. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that grill. That is the face of a child. Well, that's the face of a man that at one time as a child used to get picked on in the schoolyard. I could tell. Oh, I could tell. Poor guy. Poor guy. I hate to see it. You hate to see it, Mike. No. Ted Cruz. Uh, What happened at the CPAC? Well, you know, everybody was having a good time. Everybody was probably drinking. I don't know. I mean, I would have been drinking if I was there. (laughs) Fuck that, you know. Not going in there sober. Smoking crack. I'd be smoking crack, doing heroin. (laughs) Doing heroin with Artie Lang in the bathroom. I don't know. (laughs) Let's continue with the audio, Mike. It's almost done. Only 57 seconds. Let's listen to Ted Cruz before we um, fast forward through time and listen to Ted Cruz at CPAC. Here we go. Back in time, folks. I may be biased, but I think if he's making that allegation, he's also legally blind. But Donald is a bully. You know, we just visited with fifth graders. Every one of us knew bullies in elementary school. Bullies don't come from strength. Bullies come from weakness. Bullies come from a deep, yawning cavern of insecurity. There is a reason Donald builds giant buildings and puts his name on them everywhere he goes. Oh. Hmm. And I will say, there are millions of people in this country who are angry. They're angry at Washington. They're angry at politicians who've lied to them. I understand that anger. Then it cuts off. I share that anger. And Donald is cynically exploiting that anger, and he is lying to his supporters. He is lying. That's what Ted Cruz said a couple years ago. Just just like the Democrats. Now he's singing a entirely different tune. Can you believe that? I can. That's what politicians do. Wow. Talk about a sackless human being. <laughs> He's got no balls, Mike. Uh, but, you know, again, like, like I said, the, the, after, the, after Donald Trump won the presidency, he did speak with, with uh, Ted and he did apologize to him and said it's, you know, it's, it's a dog-eat-dog kind of uh, debate. And he's right because they get up there and they tear each other's throats out um, and they try to make themselves look good and their opponent look bad. I mean, let's face it. That's the key to running a debate with these these kind of politicians. Sure. I mean, no, I agree. The best was the best was when he debated Hillary Clinton and she made that one comment about doing something and he said, yeah, you wouldn't have done that if I was president because I would have put you in jail. Oh, shit. And that was just classic. I think that's why the people liked him so much because he, he, was, a, he was a person just like us. I thought Michael. you were going to say he was a pervert. And, well, that too. <laughs> you think so? Of course he was. He's a friggin' billionaire. I mean, he didn't have to uphold an <laughs> image as some of pervert these politicians confirmed. do. So when he was out running around on his, his yacht – and, and jet-setting from country to country, meeting beautiful women. I mean, you know what he was doing. Come on. You know as well as I know, you would have done the same thing. Anybody would have. Anybody would have. Ted Cruz getting massages. <laughs> My God. Well, at least he wasn't filmed outside of a hotel with a minor. Mm. A young boy. Thank I'm God for that. that. Uh, me too. Yeah, I would have... I would... I would have lost respect for him had I had I seen that. Let's hope so. Let's hope you would have lost respect for him then, Mike. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, I mean, I don't even have to explain them. We all know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Well, now we fast forward through time. Let's hear Mr. Ted Cruz at the CPAC just recently. This is a brilliant clip here. 
These are dark days, and the media tells us this is the new galactic empire forever and a thousand years. But already Joe Biden and the radicals in his administration, they are already overshooting. They are already going too far. Their policies don't work. They are disasters. They are bad. They are destroying jobs. They are stripping our freedom. And there is a natural pendulum to politics. And the country will come back to sanity. And mark my words, 2022 is going to be a fantastic election year. And so is 2024 as we stand together and defend liberty, defend the Constitution, defend the Bill of Rights of every American. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom! (laughs) (laughs) I just watched that movie like three days ago. (laughs) Isn't he quoting Braveheart? Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Mel Gibson. Gibson At the end when he's getting disemboweled. Freedom! Does he know that's just a movie? Can we hear that again? William Wallace. I want to hear him yell one last time. These are dark days, and the media tells us this is the new galactic empire forever and a thousand years. But already Joe Biden and the radicals in his administration, they are already overshooting. They are already going to... You think he was sober, by the way? Why wouldn't he be? You never know. You know, a little relax a little bit, take a little drink, a little, take the edge off a little bit there, Mike. You never know. Snort. Yeah. A little hit, hit off his pipe. Right. <laughs> Hanging out with my, my pillow guy, smoking crack my in the back. My pillow guy, <laughs> smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's probably smoking crack right now. No, nah, I, I don't think he was. I, <laughs> I don't think he was, uh, I don't think he was drinking or anything. I just think, I think they, they, they got fired the, up. The, I think some of the politicians who were part of Trump's administration, or at least the ones that stayed dude, on, I, dude, I hear I that. They, I hear that shit, and I'm thinking, no way is that guy sober. He can, <laughs> he fucking can be sober. Think? Nah, not after, not not that way. <laughs> wow, that doesn't sound like someone who's know, sober to me, Mike. I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you, buddy. That dude is not sober. Let's hear this shit again. Well. Let's pick up from where we left off. Far, their right. policies don't work. They are disasters. They are bad. They are destroying jobs. They are stripping our freedom. And there is a natural pendulum to politics. And the country will come back to sanity. And mark my words, 2022 is going to be a fantastic election year. And so is 2024 as we stand together and defend liberty, defend the Constitution, defend the Bill of Rights of every American. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom! No way is that guy wow. sober. <laughs> He's hyped up on something. Five-hour energy energy drink or something. Ginkgo. Zima. I got a question for you, though. I, I got a question for you, Michael. What is the important election of 2022? That's a great question. I have no clue. See, is that the midterms? Because I never understood that. I just know that this is a very odd time for everyone in America right now. No kidding. It's an odd time. To say the very least. You have all these. Um, have you noticed gas prices going up already? Gas prices going up. Um, uh, Chris Como, um, I, I believe he was also uh, Andrew Como, rather. A second woman uh, accused him, by the way, of harassment. 
So you have all these things going on. You have um, Marilyn Manson also being investigated now, even further, even more things are even more so from the last time we spoke about it. Yeah, I believe there's another update with him. So yeah, all kinds of shit uh, is going down, Mike. It's a very odd time. Mm. Very odd time. Uh, Midterms, that's what Creative Accidents uh, just said. Congressional midterms. Yeah, I thought so. Mm -hmm. I never understood what midterm elections I completely forgot. I'm glad we have the audience here to remind me. Yes, they are spot on. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you, audience. They are more in tune than I am right now. That guy was. But yes, Mike. um, Good listeners. We really do. The best listeners. And matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because we do have emails later on to um, get into. Cool. Yeah. By the way, Mike, you know, with all these, with, you know, the pandemic going on and um, people having to use the computer more often, people are using Zoom and Skype a lot more often. I'm not sure if that's what you are doing, Mike, uh, at all. Are you? Uh, The only thing I use, I use Skype to obviously to do the show with you. And occasionally I'll talk to a friend of mine in Norway or whoever I need to speak to that's far away. Um... Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I just sort of use it for that. I, I don't, I'm not crazy with it. And, I, and I've only used Zoom like once, maybe twice. Uh, I, I don't even know how to use it. Understood. Well, th- there are some school teachers out there who uh, evidently don't know how to use it either. I mean, there was a school teacher recently who was caught masturbating on Zoom. <laughs> right. You're kidding. Yes, a teacher's aide in Maryland masturbated during a Zoom call with 8th graders, but insisted he thought the online lessons had ended. So, yeah, why not leave it on? You know, even if it is ended, leave it on so everybody can just accidentally see you. That that guy should be locked up. I have a feeling um, this was no accident. Yeah, I got the same feeling because was he, did you say he was in like a teacher's meeting or was he teaching children? This was during a... um, Lesson, apparently. Evidently, rather. So there were kids. Right. Mark yeah, Shack. Yeah, that, that was no accident. An assistant for special education. So he's like a teacher's aide. No, yeah, no accident there, Michael. Yeah, but then again, how was there a teacher's aide during this? I thought there was only one teacher. Why, why would there need to need be a, a teacher's aide there? That I don't know, but... Just unbelievable what people do these days with computers. I'm not surprised, but again... Again, should we be shocked? At the school teacher or in general? Well, we're, we, are, we already know most teachers are scumbags. <laughs> Come on. Glorified well, glorified uh, nannies. That I agree with you 100%. And, and, and the fact that so much money They're not teaching was shit. given to them. So, you know, come on. Right. Let's be real So here. much money was given to them from the government, like over a billion dollars, and they still don't want to go to work, and they're still frightened. When it has been proven that the majority of people who get sick are the elderly and not the, the kids. Don't get me wrong. Kids have gotten sick. There's no doubt about that. But the percentage rate is far less critical to worry about. So these teachers who have gotten billions – and are typically getting paid to stay home. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, I just heard it on the radio yesterday. They are paying people, if you have a government job, they're paying you $1,400 a week to stay home with your children. Right. That's incentive to go back to work, right? Exactly. Uh, Furthermore, an entire San Francisco Bay Area school board resigned just last week, I, I, I recall, for making disparaging comments about parents during a virtual meeting, Mike. 
when they too thought the broadcast uh, the broadcast had ended and apparently um they were yeah they were criticizing parents and i guess they were saying oh they only want us there you know to babysit their kids so they can smoke pot oh yeah that's what they all do yeah that's the majority of people you know what the frightening thing about that is you're almost correct because with the legalization of, of marijuana again let, let me be clear go ahead i am not against i am not opposed to people smoking i smoke myself i've been smoking for years since i had cancer when i was 21 so now with the legalization of it you've got so many more people buying it you got right. it's, it's it's accessibility is far more advanced you can get it almost any way you and i know that and and what i think is happening i think is some people who are younger that's how i do it by the way i know i hear it all the time when, when we're talking when right you hear me online. right you just hear this but what i'm what i'm saying is that sorry go ahead <laughs> so many people that you know so many younger people that are getting their hands on it i feel that's just they're just doing it i mean you're always kids are always going to get whatever you know alcohol drugs, right. whatever of course uh, even sex you're going to get but, whatever you I mean, want and making, yeah people are going to get whatever they want right but i mean i think they're making it so accessible that it's going to it's going to initiate a generation of total stoners who are you know, going to abuse it. Well, like, what's wrong like with alcohol. that, Mike? What's wrong with that? Maybe we need a nation of stoners. Maybe that's what America needs. All kinds of people well, high, I, not caring. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or if you're a little bit serious. of both. I don't Maybe, know. well, kind of serious, but not really. Okay. I can, I can appreciate the joke. I can. I really can. Yes, and sir. again, I smoke. You know I do. And I'm all about smoke. I love I'm smoking. shocked. I don't you smoke, smoke that like stuff. You smoke that hippie shit. Wow. That's right. I'm shocked. <laughs> I get it from you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, the thing is, you know, I'm not like I used to be when I was, you know, in my, my mid-20s to late four, uh, mid-40s. I don't smoke anymore in public. I basically, the only time I smoke is when I'm in my house at night, maybe getting ready to go to bed so it puts me to sleep. That's right. all. I don't even do it recreationally anymore. You know, occasionally I'll have a gummy uh, edible. Uh, but again, it's all in the comfort of my house. Um, you know, I used to be able to take it. I used to drive while I was doing it and I never had a problem. Um, but you know, I became a chronic smoker and, uh, I'm just, I, I don't know. I think that making it far more available is just going to make a lot more stupid people. I could see it that way too. It's the younger generation I'm concerned about. Like if you're an adult, you know, you take your own responsibility. If you want to be a fucked up, you know, drug addict using crack, coke, heroin, whatever, that's your responsibility. You take full responsibility for your own actions. However, kids who are more impressionable, you know, uh, and nowadays they're smoking as young as 10, 11 years old. So you've got this impressionable mind of a, of a child to a teenager and they're seeing marijuana as this harmless thing. Uh and and if you compare it to other drugs, it is harmless. But I mean, let's face it, it kills brain cells and those brain cells don't grow back. No, you don't need all those brain cells. No, not all of them. But if they smoke at a young age, you know, Michael, I didn't start smoking until I was 21. Oh my goodness, really? That's you're like right. a, you're a late bloomer. I didn't start smoking cigarettes until I was 30. I didn't wow. drink until I was 21. And when I turned 21... I drank for six months and I was drunk. And then after that, I was like, what am I doing this for? I don't even like it. I, I stopped, you know, I wasn't so impressed with drinking. And then you started hanging out with Jerry only. <laughs> I actually hung out with him before I was 21. 
Right. And by the way, I'm glad I sent that because someone in the chat room by the name of Ladybug says, does Mike H ever hang out with Bobby Steele and does he like his music? I know Bobby Steele. Um, I know I wouldn't say that we are friends, friends, like, you know, good pals or anything, like. but we know each other. We're more like acquaintances. He's a very good guy. It was Bobby Steele who actually helped me in getting my first record out. Uh, I remember calling him on the phone and asking him where to get my record pressed. Um, I met him one day. I was, oh golly, how, how old was I? I think I was 20. And I met him at a, 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 a place where I was going to buy one of a, a Misfit record, a, 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 an EP called Beware, which was very rare at the time. And I was buying it for 75 bucks. And Bobby showed up at the, the, at the, uh, the seller's location. And that's how I met him. And he signed the record for me. And, uh, we became friends after that because he knew I was starting Empire Hideous. He was giving me uh, advice, so on and so forth. So Bobby is a nice guy. I respect him for all he's done over the years. He was in my film um, uh, that I had done years ago. And uh, as I say, we're not – I wouldn't say we're friends, you know, defining Your that word. I mean, we're more like acquaintances. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, when we see each other, we talk and that's all. You know, we don't we don't hang out or anything, but uh, he's a nice guy. I got nothing against him. He's cool. How tall is I respect him. how tall is he, by the way? I'd say he's about my height, maybe a little taller. I think he's like five, seven, five, six. I thought he was. Um, yeah, I was going to say, isn't he about your height? The reason yeah, why I ask is, height, yeah, yeah I, I thought I had seen a photo of you and him together and he looked like he was towering over you. I wouldn't say towering. Uh, if he is taller. It's only by like a couple of inches at that, like minuscule. But I really don't think he's that much taller. Um, it's been a while since I've seen him. The last time I saw him was at a horror convention in New Jersey. Um, probably, oh golly, uh, probably like the other cider. By the way, uh, Mike, the other cider is asking who is Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele was one of the first, one of the early guitar players for the Misfits. And he played on at least two, if not three, uh, releases, for, uh, three record releases of The Misfits. I think um, he did, uh, what was it, Astro Zombies? No, Night of the Living Dead and Bullet. So that was I a long think time those ago. are the only two releases. A very, uh, that was a very long time ago. Back in, back in the 70s. Back in the day. The golden era. And I believe someone had asked uh, more about your musical taste by the way, in one of the emails we have to read later on tonight. Yeah, but we'll get into that uh, in a moment here. But before we do, we, we aren't done yet talking about um, crazy uh, teachers, by the way. We have another one here, Mike. And I believe we have audio here. Let, let's go to the story here, Mike, and then I'll get your thoughts and reactions after this. I want to get back to a Sacramento mom who says her three young kids are now expelled from Catholic school because she sells sexy videos online. Only on CBS 13, mom and her husband tell our Marissa Perlman they are victims of bullying. Marissa's live outside the school with the latest. Yeah, Curtis, she and her husband say they've done nothing wrong by posting these photos, but all three of her kids under the age of 12 are now not welcome here at the school, and they can't even pick up their things left in class. 
we think of it as artistic or sultry and sexy and fun and playful. Crystal Jackson, known as Mrs. Poindexter online, says she and her husband take her hot mom persona and turn it into a profit. It started with one post on Reddit as a way to spice up her relationship. Someone was like, hey, why don't you start an OnlyFans page? And we're like, what the heck is that? Now, more than a year later, she says she's making up to $150,000 a month selling access oh. to her photos and videos oh. on her OnlyFans account. Yeah, she ain't going back to Some teaching. Some of the pictures include nudity. And oh then it started just God. taking off. But not everyone is a fan. Now it's like we kind of are caught. <laughs> Here's our little secret life that, you know, and now it's like it's exposed. Crystal says last summer, a group of moms found her site and started a campaign to get her three kids kicked out of sacred Hard Parish, a Catholic elementary school, at one point sending anonymous envelopes, including her explicit content, to the diocese and school principal. They wanted my kids removed, who are innocent to this whole thing. And their efforts worked. CBS 13 obtained a copy of an email sent to the Jacksons, which expels their three kids from school. It reads in part, your apparent quest for high profile controversy in support of your adult website is in direct conflict with what we hope to impart on our students. It goes on to say, we therefore require that you find another school for your children and have no further association with ours. It's signed by the school principal, Teresa Sparks. Uh-oh. If a school wouldn't comment further to us, Crystal trouble, says trouble. she will continue to post on her OnlyFans account. Jackson say they're now applying for other schools in the area, but now worry they may be blackballed from the Sacramento Diocese entirely. My goodness, Mike, what do you make of that, by the way? I'm very curious uh, to think. First and foremost, you have to uh -huh. do porno in order to pay for the tuition for a Catholic school. Uh, I know I went to a Catholic school for my freshman and sophomore year. Um, I think this all has to do with morals. Uh, it's a Catholic school. Uh, they are obviously against pornography, whether it's softcore or hardcore. Um, and I think that's what all this has to do with. I, I, I mean, look, I, I, I have nothing against what these people are doing to make money. And Lord bless them. 150. 150,000 right. a, a week? A month. A month. Right. I'm going to go work for them. That's a lot more than uh -huh. a teacher makes, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if that's what they want to do, fine. But you know what? At the same time, I sincerely believe that you have to be willing to take the consequences if something like that is going to be in your life and you got a kid in Catholic school. Right. What do you expect, man? Not everybody's open to, you know, somebody spreading their legs or having sex on the internet yeah so not every teacher not by, for everybody yeah not every teacher by the way is 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 a waste you know i, I so earlier wait, are you saying she's a teacher yeah this is a teacher but i'm just saying you know a lot of teachers out there i know we kind of disparaged uh, some of them right now we were just calling them glorified nannies but there are some teachers that are actually really good but for the most part lots of terrible teachers out there let's be honest lots of i have a question trashy you, teachers are, are you are you sure she's a teacher? Because I, I didn't hear that. I believe so. No, they're not a teacher. She's just a I, mom, not a teacher. But right, right. That's what I thought. But there That's are, what I thought. but okay. there are teachers out there who have started uh, an OnlyFans page in the, in the in the past, if I recall correctly. But yes, this is only a mom. Um, do you think it's right though for her kids to be expelled purely because of that? I mean, she's not a member of the faculty whatsoever. She's just a parent. So why should her kids be expelled? 
First and foremost, I believe she should have taken better care of her privacy. Well, that too. If you have children. Right. If you have children, particularly in a Catholic school, uh, I would really, I would have taken far better uh, steps to um, keep my private sexual escapades off the internet and especially to people that might know about it, like adults, you know, use a fake name, uh, do your business in another country or another state if you can. Um, you know, it, it is the internet, so you can. Right. I mean, you know, all I'm saying is that you got to use better judgment. I mean, again, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how controversial this is for, for, for two kids that are going to a Catholic school. Bad enough, the Catholic school's going to screw them up. Now they got to worry about their pet, their parents are doing. Fuck films. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yes, I know uh, that would screw It's hard me for up. me to judge the mom, though. It's hard for me to judge them uh, entirely because you know I'm not putting them. You know down, she's though. doing. I, I, you know she's she's doing her own thing, and um, yeah. you know she's having some fun doing her own thing there. Uh, maybe these were uh, jealous mothers out there who uh, ratted her out. Well, like I said, Michael, <laughs> you go to a Catholic school. These who are knows? people that you're going to deal with uptight people with rulers up their ass who don't accept this sort of thing, especially Catholics. I know, right? She should know better, but that was um, evidently leaked. I'm pretty sure uh, maybe mm. the 12-year-old boy, maybe her one of the um, classmates did a search there and maybe found the mom. That's probably how it happened. But they did say that she was using a different name. Yes. For, so, so who knows for sure how they found out. But the fact is, you're right. I got nothing against the parents. In fact, I envy them for making that kind of dough. And I'm totally jealous. Um, <laughs> you totally want to get in there. You're going to start an OnlyFans page Absolutely. after. Absolutely. I'll even have sex with her. But <laughs> You're going to start one after the show. I'll do it for five grand. Come on. <laughs> yes, her name is Crystal Jackson, by the way. For those that want to follow up on this story, I know plenty of you perverts out there I definitely want to. <laughs> so there you go, boys and girls. Look up the name Crystal Jackson and you will find what you are searching for. My God. This is really going to screw up. Either, this is either going to really screw things up man. for her or catapult her into stardom those poor boys though man can you imagine that all the yeah. all, all the friends they seen the mom spread eagle could you imagine that Michael? Jesus. How, how would you feel if your parents were doing that sort of stuff i mean De I'd, I'd be devastated me too by the way uh mike uh, in the chat room creative accident says jim fetzer has a fans only or only fans by the way okay not a good visual by the way <laughs> I don't think I want to imagine Jim Fetzer naked. Thank you, by the way, Creative Accidents. You sick <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, you made me think of Jim Fetzer naked, so congratulations. Poof. <laughs> yeah, pat yourself on the back for that one. That's for sure. But yes, Mike, um, a second woman was accusing our friend Andrew Como of sexual harassment. One uh, Charlotte Bennett who began working for the state last March. She told the uh, New York Times, by the way, if I remember correctly, she said something along the lines of the governor had uh, asked her some intimate personal questions, which she um, states, and I quote, something out of a horror movie. Horror movie? A horror movie, yes. A horror movie with a hard W. Horror movie. <laughs> I never knew they made horror movies. <laughs> yeah, the last teacher was in on one. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. It's a horror video. Well, it, as far as Cuomo is concerned, um, you know, I hope they nail him to the cross. Do you believe you know that? I'm also really sorry. Do you believe her? All I want is a fair trial, which is why I keep resorting to the initial accusation against uh, Corpse Biden. Corpse Biden. And the ones he allegedly uh, got. Where's all the Me Too people? Where, where are they? Not one of them stood up for that woman. Not one. That's kind of sad, right? Well, if you're going to be a hypocrite and talk about, well, me too, me too, I got raped too. Oh, yeah? All right. Well, then how come nobody came to the to the aid to this woman who had what was considered to be very legitimate accusations against the corpse? And <laughs> the corpse. nothing happened. <laughs> and, and nothing happened. Where did it go, Michael? It's gone. And it'll you know it'll never resurface again. They either paid the lady off or they just, who knows, you know? It's right. sad. It makes me sick because these people are such effing hypocrites. Yes, her, her 60 Minutes interview actually only aired in Australia, but not in America. Can you believe that? That's kind of odd, right? I think, I, I wouldn't say it, how do I put this? Well, it should I make you, it. you expected it, yeah. I did. Well. I expected it because this is what I expect of the left. They are liars and hypocrites. Yeah, but nothing ever really came about those allegations everything was was swept under the rug uh, essentially no one really gave a shit like everything else that they were accused of that's not going to come to light now yes um, by the way um, the other former como staffer i think her name was like lindsay also detailed allegations of harassment from como saying uh, that she kissed her on the lips and asked her to play strip poker during a plane ride dirty italian do you believe him then with that one? I don't. It's, you know, I mean, you could sit here and all day and ask me, do you believe this? Do you believe that? But who knows for sure, Michael? You know, I mean, it's it's one person's claim against another, which is why I, I believe that the court, a fair trial needs to be done. And who knows if even that'll be clean. We really don't know. That's, that's for sure. Maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Well, what do you mean? Like, why? Like, why? Well, I don't want to have those thoughts in my head, to be honest. I mean, I'm terrified even <laughs> thinking about these things. I'm sure plenty of people think, oh, Michael is having a great time talking about these people's um, terrible lives and experiences. But no, not at all. I look, I, I all I'm about is finding out what the truth is. And if it has to go to court, then it has to go to court. But with the way things go in court, sometimes you don't know how legitimate the judge can be or the or even the jury for that matter or the lawyers i agree with those lawyers are twisted i agree with the other cider in the chat he says bunch of horny people and i agree all all kinds of horny bastards out there that's for sure yes not for nothing but that's that's how life works that's the name of the game right yeah yeah absolutely i think it's a super duper part of people's lives and uh you know, you can do it. You want to do it. The problem is that we've got so many, you know, rules, regulations, laws, and morals to go by that it makes things complicated. And, you know, everything within moderation and respect. Con- 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 what's the word? Consensual. Right. Don't be. I'm all about. Don't be a rapist. In other words. Don't be a racist rapist. Yes. Don't be a Nazi rapist. Communist. Yes, a Nazi, communist, socialist, 
Um, racist, racist, no rapist. doubt. <laughs> yes, the racist rapist. Now, Mike, by the way, I know we discussed this in the past, and I have to ask you, was the internet a mistake? We both had a very interesting conversation earlier this week. We talked about the freedoms that we do have, or that we still kind of do have, and you know, we talked how remarkable they really were when you compare it to the rest of the world. And we had both been discussing different things, um, how things would be altered if, let's say, me or you were uh, shipped off to foreign lands. Uh, what if we actually were born in like a Muslim country, per se, and the obvious culture shock that we would uh, immediately uh, have, Mike? We, we were having this weird conversation uh, recently. Well, as you know, I am an enemy of the Internet, as it is with me. Right. Uh, it's the infidel. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not savvy uh, when it comes to technology with the computer and the internet. However, I sincerely believe the internet was a great invention, uh, which in fact has been around since World War II, I believe. They just modified it to be what it is today. Now, I think there's a, there's a pro and there's a con to it. Obviously, the pro is that the world has become smaller and we've right. got information from all over the place. That's obvious. Uh, but at the same time, I sincerely believe it is destroying the capabilities of uh, a lot of people, particularly the younger generation, to have social um, social uh, connections with people. Um, I've said this a, a couple of times on the air with you. There have been instances when I go to... Uh, a shopping center and I'm, I'm checking out and like these younger kids, they, they can't even look at you. Like, and you, you, you know, you can, you can't even talk to them because if it's not a text message or an email, well, then it just doesn't exist. Understood. That goddamn internet, right? To some extent, yes. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, I would say. Without the internet, we and you would not have, um, came together show. at all and the show right. yeah right. i mean i reached out to you before we were even doing a show do you know some of the the, the nicest friends that i have now i've never even met <laughs> that's like, believable like now you. yeah yeah no i believe yep. it mike couple of people. no i can like, believe I, that i yeah. had i had friends in in other states that i've never met before but they would contact me every day and talk to me and how you doing and uh you know you're compliments on my efforts as a musician or an artist or a photographer and i've never met them never they're your pen pals of sorts i suppose yeah interesting yeah, for yes. lack of a better term yeah. uh, the internet isn't so bad but yes it is a blessing and a curse but yes thank god that we are fortunate enough to live in america i'm thankful to be here and not some other country mike third world country that's right no disrespect to the listeners from around the world trust me i would love to visit and possibly live in a number of other places but in the end america is where the heart belongs my friend absolutely plus well where, where are we gonna go besides americans are mostly banned everywhere we are unwanted <laughs> in most parts of the world it's true. so shit where, where i know am I where go? i'd go though where's that i would go to new zealand new zealand no doubt Yes, I believe you said that in the past before. New Zealand, that's like a, a spot that you want to be at, no doubt. It's, yeah, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. We, I had mentioned this to you multiple times about um, if I had the money, I would, I would have already left. Uh, I think that this country is being uh, 
uh, internally destroyed um, by those who are associated with left politics. Uh, not the people, the, the politicians themselves. I sincerely believe that there is an internal, um, uh, I wouldn't use the word overthrow, but there are things that are occurring as a result of the left's ideology and their uh, manipulation of government and, and the, and the uh, Constitution. Right. And uh, Creative Accidents is asking about the website. Yes, uh, don't worry. The website will be back. I had some email notification and I thought it was just spam. Evidently, they wanted their money, Mike. That's what that was. Oh, oh for what, what you mean for the domain? Right. Oh, you didn't pay it? No, I thought it was spam. <laughs> now they want their money. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. They'll, they'll like get their money. By the way, Mike, I, I need to list you on the website. I, I was locked out of the website and I only had access through my cell phone. So that took a bit of time to recover the password but for some reason I can't get it to work on the uh, main PC but that's neither here or there that's mostly boring stuff to discuss with all of you out there but don't worry the website will be back very soon don't worry yes those bastards always want their payments they are like uh, our friends in with tiny hats yes <laughs> Uh, right now, I'm waving the American flag right now in my room. All right. I'm Team America. There you go. And on that note, Mike, I know you weren't pleased with the last election as well as many other Americans out there. And I know you mentioned that on a previous show. And now right. the latest amusings uh, and rumblings and rumors I'm hearing is a militia, uh, some sort of militia wants to um, attack uh, the Capitol, they want to blow it up during a Biden speech. A police chief was warning. <laughs> now, we don't really have any facts proving that that to be uh, any uh, that 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 to be the case, Mike. We don't really know. But that police chief, he thinks a militia group is actually going to blow up the Capitol on the um, believe on March 4th, I believe, or March what date? March 4th. Yes. All kinds of um, rumors going around, Mike. I can't help but to think. And of course, that's that when uh, Trump is going to be the president again, by the way. That's what the QAnon uh, people were, were telling us. Mm. Well, I don't see how that would happen. But anyway, um, I don't I, <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't know anything about this shit, up. to be honest with you. Uh, this is all like third hand uh, shit. I was told I, I have no knowledge about any of these uh, dates, by the way. This is just stuff I was being told. And I, I just thought, my God. Here we go again. You know, you, you have to ask yourself, and, and this is what I was just trying to say, is that I can't help but to think that to some degree, things like this are being made up. It seems like to, it. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm getting at. Because like when Antifa and BLM were running around breaking and, and destroying things and acting like racists themselves and fascists, uh, nobody called them out on the left. Nobody. And they were saying things like, well, you know, they're pent up. They, they have a right to. It's okay for them to do it. Let them break things. But And don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning this. But at the same time, when January 6th took place and the Capitol got attacked and it was, it was, it was uh, informed – we were informed that it was a right-wing so-called militia or, or group of people on the right that broke in, then they were saying we have more to fear from right-wing militias – 
than we do from the left. And I completely disagree with that because more destruction took place as a result of the left, Antifa, and BLM doing the things that they did than any, any right-wing uh, uh, militia movement movement at all. In the four years he was president, Trump, uh, no, no kind of riots took place from the right. It was all the left. According so to, you got to um, ask yourself. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say, according to this article, Mike, it says the FBI and other law enforcement agencies are tracking closely far right online chatter for or early warnings, yeah. rather, on any possible repeat attacks in Washington or other cities. In addition to Biden's upcoming congressional address, law enforcement will also be on alert on the days leading up to March 4th. And that's the uh, date set by the uh, QAnon uh, people out there that I've spoken to recently. They they also repeat the same thing that I'm telling you here. Well, uh, this is so funny because you didn't hear any of this when Antifa and BLM were practically destroying almost every Democratic city. Well, I think they wanted them but to burn down the city, in my opinion. And yes, the other cider did notice the uh, birds in the background. We, we love the birds, by the way. Yep. But uh, cool. I, I just think this is a, it's a total ploy. I think it's a ploy to make the right look bad. Oh, those evil right people, they're so racist and hateful, and they all they want to do is kill with their guns and their gods. So this is a smear campaign, in other words. I, I believe so. They could be. I believe so. Never know. And, and you know what? Um, how many times did the left say they wanted President Trump dead? How many times did people say that they wanted to blow up the White House. It doesn't count, though, Mike. President yeah. Trump. It never happened, Mike. It, it, it didn't count. count. It's on the it's on the left. <laughs> yes, those sort of so comments are, same, are are wrong to say, no matter which political side you belong to. In my opinion, right. It just goes to show, like you know, that they're not as as pure as they 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 make themselves out to be. That's right. They think they're so morally correct and so PC and so liberal, and then they go say, "Well, I hope he dies. I hope that I so hope somebody shoots the president." So you know, they're they're hypocrites. Yeah, that's pretty cold. They're all hypocrites. That's pretty cold blooded, there, Mike. I don't think I want anyone dead that um, is on the opposite side of me politically. Yeah, well, not them the though. Right? We live in. Yeah, what a world. They're right for them to say it, but you know. And uh, by the way, you uh, anybody on the right side. By the way, there was another story out here, Mike, that I had came across. It was about Lady Gaga, which we don't really talk about here. The singer, she's a great singer, by the way. I'm not a fan or anything, but she can sing her ass off. That is true. Uh, just recently, Mike, her dogs were stolen. Now, how does that happen? No idea. But they stole the dogs for a while, and they shot uh, her dog Walker. By the way shot her dog the dog walker they, like they killed it no i'm saying a dog walker was shot oh the walker the there you go walking the dog yes and they stole the dogs now, i would have been more upset if they shot the dogs i, I really well yes of course <laughs> i had a feeling you'd say that that's why i'm mentioning this story to you because i know you would have uh gone off the rails if someone stole your birds or any of your pets Oh, it'd be World War Four. That's right. But by the way, they did return the animals. Well, I don't know if the person who stole them returned them, but uh, they were returned and they were unharmed, Mike. So it was a happy ending after all. So let me get this straight. They steal her dogs and shoot 
did they kill the guy who was walking the dogs? No, I think he was in intensive care, if I believe. I think he's going to pull through. So this poor guy yes. gets shot. He gets walking shot. Lady Goo, Lady Goo Goo's uh, dogs. Yes, Lady Goo Goo's and- dog. <laughs> Lady Google. <laughs> right. Lady Google. And they, uh, they, they return them, and it's a big happy story. Right. So she Some was off. guys laying somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the story goes she was offering a half a million dollar reward, Mike, for the return of her two missing French bulldogs. And the mm-hmm. professional dog walker was shot in the heart and lungs, by the way. And uh, the assault oh was captured on video, Mike. My God. Yeah, dude. So look that up. Yes, the guy was in critical condition. I'm not sure whether he still is or not, but I bet the guy never imagined his job would be that dangerous. That's for sure. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Of course, er get a bulletproof vest with dogs now. I know. And of course, early on, Mike, there was speculation that the attack stemmed from someone who was angry about Lady Gaga uh, singing at Joe Biden's inauguration. Oh, kidding. She kidding. should have been shot for that. <laughs> That's funny. But no, there's no real no, answers. Really. Yeah, there's no answers yet to what motivated the attack. But I mean, that, that's pretty random. Someone would go, would go that far for a, a dog. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, I think mm-hmm. when I hear animals being involved in something that has to do with people's stupidity, it angers me. Um you know, there was that point in time when one of the Antifa people punched a horse oh my with like God. a bat. I shouldn't say punch, hit a horse with a bat, like right in the face. And I wanted to kill that person. That's... I wanted to stick that bat right up his ass and out of his mouth. <laughs> but, you know, you should never in- involve animals in disputes with people. I agree. But people are disgusting, Mike. And if you hurt an animal, you probably are a piece of shit. I heard when Trump was president, he passed a law. That any person abusing or uh, killing an animal was going to be locked up for anywhere between five and ten years. And I was very happy to hear that. I didn't hear that. Interesting. Okay. About, wow. uh, I heard it about, I'm going to say like two years after he was president. I guess that was a, a nice French bulldog, by the way. Worth Lady a bullet. Google. Yeah, I, I guess those uh, French bulldogs were um, quite the investment, I guess. Do you know what a French bulldog is? Yeah, of course. Okay. I love them. I, I used to always want one when I was a kid, but they've got these poor bulldogs are bred to the point where they- so They have health issues? They, they have terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. health issues, breathing issues, sinus issues, all because they're, they're bred to have less and less of a snout. Oh, I see. Yes. People they are disgusting. Yeah. They've been doing that to, to dogs. Like, think about it. Dogs were the- uh, equivalent of wolves at one point. At we one time. We bred them to look like rats. Yeah. I heard, by the way, that they are sold for an estimate of a 4K, by the way, and they are commonly stolen. Uh, just the English bulls? The French bulldog. French bull? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, uh, a lot of pedigree dogs are, are stolen. And, uh, Never knew that. You know, they try to sell them. It, it's just, it's just terrible. I, I hate when they do that to animals. I really do. Yeah, but, um, but rarely at gunpoint, Mike. I assume. Exactly. <laughs> rarely. At yes. Respect to the dog walker out there. He gets no glory in, in any of this. Poor guy. Yeah, no one even gives a shit about that guy. It was a guy, right? Yes. Uh, he's a thirty-year-old guy by the name of Ryan Fisher, I believe. Now walks with a limp. Who now? Yeah, he walks like a real gangster now. He has a cane and everything. 
I was going to have to get a pit bull. He's a real OG now, right? <laughs> With a cane. Yeah. Good God. Holy shit. Can you imagine that, Mike? Getting shot down uh, while you're walking a dog, of all things. You know, truth be told, no, I can't even Jesus. imagine it. It's just so low. It yeah. really is. It is very low. And, of course, we mentioned um, we mentioned marijuana earlier, by the way, Mike. And we I didn't get a chance to say that for the first time. Weed is getting... Um, a Republican Senate support over in uh, Pennsylvania, of all places. Is that so? Yes. Of, of I know they places. just legalized it in Jersey, but I don't know about my state. I don't think it's legal here yet. Not yet, but soon enough, Mike. Yeah. Soon enough, um, you'll be able to obtain some cannabis for yourself, Mike, which you definitely need. Do you, if it's legal, now it's legal in your state, right? It's 100% legal here, yes. So my question to you is, as a citizen of uh, California, you yourself, are you allowed to just walk into any dispensary and buy it, or do you need a card? No. It's legal for recreational purposes. It's not uh, – you, you don't need a um, a sort Additional of – card. No, you don't need a medical license or anything for it. Okay. So uh, the reason I ask is I was wondering, like, if it gets to that point, would I be able to walk into a dispensary and buy some – Edibles or even of course, you know, and buds. yes, in any place where it's legal for recreational purposes, you you can walk in any place. You just need to show them your ID. I see, and you're good to go. That's interesting. You're good to go. Right. You are you set know, to I'm, fly. I'm cool with that, man. As long as it's done responsibly for adults, I I completely do not condone kids under the age of 21 smoking weed. I just don't. I think it should, if it's going to be this, that way with, with, with uh, alcohol, uh, if you're considered to be an adult at 21, then right. uh, they should do the same thing with the, you know, drafting or going into uh, uh, the service. If you're going to, if you can't drink until you're 21, how come you can go in into the service at 18? Good question. All, all I'm a saying point, is rather. that they should really put a restriction on it as, not as a narcotic. Then again, I don't, I'm not really sure how that, the definition of all that, but I, I mean, all I'm saying is that they should really try to keep it from kids getting it easily you right. agree well yeah it should be um, difficult for them to obtain but in today's world mike as we were talking about earlier when there's a will there's a way absolutely and and you know we you and i both did it it wasn't hard for we me to kids. yeah it wasn't hard for me to get pod of when course. i was in high school right exactly oh so you were smoking when you were in high school of course okay See, i didn't smoke until i was 21 i would be lying if i said i wasn't all I'm saying is that, yeah, kids kids will find a way to do what they want to do. And, and you know, you and I did it at a young age, you know, every, everything from teenage sex Word. to uh, looking at dirty dirty magazines. Um, Coming out in dirty a, videos. A beer. Yeah. Exactly. Videos. I was. Uh, alcohol. I said, coming out in, I said coming out in dirty videos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, yes. whatever it is, it, you know, whether even if you're taking uh, your mother's Xanax or, or Vicodins or something, it, it's kids are going to find a way. That's what they do. That's right. Uh, you know, I used to take, you know, a couple bucks out of my mother's purse if I needed money. Oh, it's, shit. Mike stealing the what, um, the um, extra lunch money yeah. there from, the, from mom. I was like 12, 11 or 12. You know, I was taking like five bucks to go buy candy at the store. What kind of candy? And that's a that's the that's the that's the question. <laughs> Probably Starburst and, and and Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay, good choice. Okay, I could I could let that slide. Okay, all right. So Mike, we are coming um, very close to the end here, and we have 
some emails to go over. I know we were going to do a longer show here, but, you know, I, I have to um, wrap it up very soon here. I know the internet is being quite shaky here. I know, okay. yeah, it's being a little, it's being a little bitch, in other words. Yes, sir. So we do have emails to uh, go over, so we will do that now. Yes, sir. Before we take it home here, before we call it a night, I believe we have someone uh, to uh, say that for us here in the, in the way that we can't. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Yes, thank you, Bill O'Reilly, for that. <laughs> As we take it home here tonight, we do have emails to go over, and this is one from, I believe, a listener in Denver, Mike. So you know they're high if they're in Denver. <laughs> they gotta be high. So it says, hey, Michael, long-time listener. I'm sorry I'm not there live, but I'm listening in when I'm at work, and I wanted to uh, thank you for the incredible show you do, for the showman, the showmanship and unmatched charisma you bring each time you are on the microphone. Wow, it's almost like if I wrote this. A lot, <laughs> yes. A lot of us love you, and those at work also have taken a liking to you, Mr. Deacon. P.S. I'm one of the listeners who. Whoa, what is this? Who, um. Wow, look at this guy. He says he's one of the listeners who drinks and smokes and has done all sorts of wild things and adores the program and has listened for a very long time, Mike. They said they have fornicated here. They didn't use that word. <laughs> But they, that's what they're saying, that they have fornicated uh, with the, the program in the background. And he says, oh, Lord, I love you and love my kiddies. And that's John from Denver. That's so nice. Thank you, John. That was wonderful. My wow. God. Very, very complimentary, Michael. Yes. I wanted to use the foul and dirty language here, but I wanted to um, be somewhat professional. Yes, sir. Now, that's what I'm talking about, Mike. I love that. You know, thank you so much, John, for that. Um, Absolutely. Yes, sir. That is what I like to imagine, Mike. People listening in, having a great time. They're having a personal party, an individual party, and uh, that's what I always imagined. Us in the background while a group of people or an individual is uh, drinking, smoking, having an orgy, whatever. (laughs) As long as we are in the background, that's all I care about. That's great. Thank you, John. That was really, really nice. Thank you. I know. Isn't that lovely? Very thanks to all your listeners, man. Thanks so much to everybody who listens to Michael and um, and me. And this is from Steve in New Jersey. Hey, this is one for you, uh, I bet, Mike. He says, "Hey, Michael and Mike, I just wanted to say I love your show, and you having Mike Hideous on is so awesome. I've been a fan of the Empire Hideous and Spy Society for a long time. Mike Hideous is amazing." He goes on to say, can you ask Mike about the gig in South America and which bands he is currently listening to? And that is from uh, Steve in New Jersey. Mike, go ahead. Steve, uh, I don't have any information for you about anything that's going to happen in South America as of yet. Um, uh, Not really sure what's happening, truth be told. But uh, uh, what was the other question? Uh, I I believe he was asking which bands are you currently listening to right now? Oh, oh. Um, I listen to, believe it or not, I listen to a lot of, uh, musical scores. Um, and I, I say that only because I've been listening to music on a steady basis since I was 13 when I really started getting into music. And, you know, through the years I've gone through stages, you know, at first it was like rock and roll, heavy metal, 
Um, and then I got into like a new wave and then punk rock and then hardcore. And, and then, then disco. Rock. You were into disco, disco. for a while yeah. with Kiss. <laughs> My rap phase. Your rap phase, <laughs> right. But, you know, at, at this point, um, you know, I, 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 I have to search for new things to listen to. So I've always been a, I, I've been a lover of everything from big band and crooners and jazz uh to musical scores and classical. So since I've pretty much, I guess you can say I kind of burned myself out over the last 40 years of listening to like everything from heavy metal and rock and roll to goth and alternative music and new wave and punk rock. I, I just had a, I needed a switch. So uh, lately, probably, uh, lately, probably for the last five, 10 years, a lot of what I listen to in my home is usually musical scores from music from uh movies or classical pieces um from the the greats very nice very thank very you nice. for that question steve i really appreciate it and thank you for being a fan yes as soon as i saw new jersey i thought well that's gonna be for mike <laughs> <laughs> that was really nice thank you right and i believe there's another email let me see where this one is it's in a separate file here i know i had saved it somewhere i like when you get the hate mail oh my my god those are the best yeah i love when you read them you know i haven't got any hate mail in a while good that's a good sign it's not a good sign no no i like it when people are offended oh yeah you know i wish they would actually come on the show though not actually come on the show but you know appear on the show call in yeah call in that's what yeah. I would like for those folks to call in instead of just writing an email in a very derogatory way. I'd rather have you come in here and tell us in your own words with your voice why you don't like the show, why you dislike me, why you dislike Mike, why you dislike X, Y, and Z. I mean, that that's that's good radio there. I think the, the other question to follow up with that is... Are you capable of keeping it together if they really come down out, like come out and just be like, oh, you suck and this, you know, would you be able to keep a cool head and deal with them? It's not my first rodeo. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just asking, like, would you, you com- be in complete control? Because I've never heard you like tell anybody off, really, except for that guy from Blondie. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun, though. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. I love that. No, <laughs> I'm, you a, had that show. I'm a professional. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. No, I know how to work this, yes. I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for a good a one-on-one verbal dispute here. All you have to do is dial that number, and I will be more than glad to take you to town. Take you to town. I will fuck you up. <laughs> uh, if you don't believe me, call in, and we will find out. We will. So, yes, we have Jason from Sacramento now. Very nice. He says, I was surprised. Well... I should say I was surprised, not he was surprised. I was surprised to read this um, from Sacramento Mike. You know how I am. I'm completely um, baffled when I see there's anyone from California. I'm always surprised. I thought all the listeners were from the East Coast, Mike. But yes, I digress. Jason says, hey, Mike, when Mike, you guys are the best. I love both of you. I'm so glad Mike Hideous is on the show. I never miss a show. I I hope he's not missing the show right now. He says, I was wondering if, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I was wondering if there are any talk shows that you listen to right now. And then he went on to uh, send me a few links, Mike, for different shows. Um, He's also, uh, he's also asking if I would ever like to be on any of these shows. My God. What's his name? 
Uh, this is Jason from Sacramento. Jason. Yes. Okay. Jason. Right. Yeah, so Jason is asking me about these shows, and, you know, I'll answer that for you. A lot of these shows I never have heard of, but thanks for sending me those links. Um, thanks for the email, and to be honest with you, I don't really listen to too many talk shows right now. I will As we heard last week in your rant That's about right. conservative That's right. talk shows. You must have missed that rant. So, yeah, yes. So I don't really listen to too many talk shows right now. I mean, I will occasion, occasionally uh, listen to the radio. Uh, you know, I will listen to something, uh, let's say, on Sirius XM. But for the most part, I only listen to comedy shows at, at, the, at this time, Mike. Comedy shows. Only comedy shows. On, on Sirius? On Sirius or anywhere else. You know, I can't always be listening now, to something like the news, uh, you know, something news related. Right. I, need a, I need some um, entertainment in my life, which is why I like to do yeah. the show here, the, the way we do it here. Yep. It's a lot better than conservative radio, that's for sure. Yeah. That shit is fucking boring. <laughs> I would kill myself listening to that noise. <laughs> So that's why I like to um, last give. Week, last week you were in rare form when you went off on on the whole conservative talk radio shows. Well, it's so boring. I hope you were in such rare form. I know. I was, I was angry over nothing. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's why I had to approach you like Michael. I, I listened to Mark Levin. <laughs> oh my God. How can you do that to yourself, Mike? How do you listen to that voice? I told you he's the he's the only guy who get despite that his nasally voice. voice. And I agree with you on that, but I gotta admit the guy is—he knows so much, and he teaches me stuff, and that's why I appreciate him. All the other talk show hosts, I am not attracted. He's to your at personal all. Jesus, Mark, is that what you're saying to me? It, no, it's just he cuts through the bullshit. His show doesn't have all this fancy music going on and joking around. It's like, and very rarely does he have a guest. He is right. He gets on the show. Boom, he gets right into it. When, when Sean Hannity's show starts, it takes at least five minutes from the beginning of the show when it comes on, which is already six minutes into the hour. Then you got another four to five minutes of introduction. And then they come on, and then he starts his, his monologue. And his monologue only goes for like 10, 15 minutes. Well, Mike, that's I, it. You can turn the show off. I wish I had the patience to listen to that, but unfortunately, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to listen to that fucking trash. I don't listen to with that, that With that voice. Like someone's pinching his nose together when he's talking. And you and I both agreed. He's got a voice that, for print. Sorry, go ahead. But you and I both agreed last last week that Hannity does have good um, sources and his people get the job done. It's just that there's all this nonsense that takes place before you actually hear the show. And if you really narrowed it down, it's only about an hour and five minutes worth of talk time. Yeah, and the rest it. is ads. The rest is all commercials. Right. Well, that's the state of um, talk radio, though, just plastered yeah. and filled with useless ads for products that we don't give a shit about. Except my pillow. Except for, yeah, my pillow. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I got my own pillow. Mike, if you were in front of me, I would strangle you with my own my pillow. <laughs> to suffocate you right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that's why I like to give you this sort of show, a variety of topics every night. Well, not every night, but, you know, when we're on the program. But keep in mind, Mike, and everyone else out there, everyone has ADD and everyone has some sort of form of autism thanks to the Internet. Yep. Hey, listen, autism is not exclusive to those that were born with it. I've seen many people inherit some form of autism thanks to the fucking Internet. 
No kidding. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, but only half joking. <laughs> okay. I swear they put something. Um, they did something. I don't know. But um, can, the I, can I is, say one thing? Go ahead. I want to say to the listeners out there, you know, the one great thing about the Michael Deacon program is this. And, and, and this is this is a great thing. This show is being produced solely through Michael Deacon. One person. He, he does it all. Yeah, he does it all. Engineering, uh, the, the you know the format, the everything, and he knows very well. I'm I'm talking to the people out there. He knows very well that I respect him a lot on that, and I've I've, I've always said over the years he's going to go far. Michael's going to go far. He's he's got it. And and the beauty about what you guys are hearing is that you've got a commercial free, uninterrupted program that's interesting. That is, it's from the heart. And it's it's for a man who is doing it on his own. It's well done, and I mean that sincerely. No joking around. But Michael knows that already. I've told him a hundred times, and that's what you guys are getting. You're getting a pure show that 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 a variety show because it's not just politics. And he hits on so many different things, topics, and we have fun doing this. I love being on this show with Michael. And I think it's really something special for those people who are listening to it because they get. They're getting a show that's really from the heart, all operated by one guy. Oh, and there you go. Yeah, keep going. I mean, I mean, I like hearing about <laughs> myself. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Michael, you, you do a great job, and I've always respected you for that, and I love it. Yeah, thank so, you. I, I do appreciate that, Mike. It is very kind of you to say that. Uh, you know, I do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't have all good. But as far as being on shows, and Mike, that was very nice of you. Yes. If I if I could, I'd let you uh, talk about me for another ten minutes here. <laughs> in a perfect nice, world, right? you'd, you'd have 10 more minutes of, of material there, uh, praising my name <laughs> in a perfect world. But yes, as far as being on shows, I, I try to remain pretty exclusive when it comes to that sort of thing. You know, I don't like jumping on other shows, uh, jumping on other shows, to be perfectly honest. It's not because I don't want to be on other shows. It's not that. It's not that. I, I promise. It's just I want to sort of be exclusive. That's my whole thing. And I know that's very counterproductive in terms of getting your name out there. Uh, mm. But, um, you know, I, I don't really care about that sort of thing. I'm quite happy with the listeners we do have, the diehards out there. Uh, every day they surprise and ultimately, me. Ultimately, Michael, that's what, it all, that's what it all comes down to. As long as it makes you happy, that's all that really matters. And, and I'm glad that this show is such, you know, it's like your, your, your brainchild. And right. I, you've done a really good job with it. You really have. But hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. Um, you know, as far as being on shows, I, I will be appearing on a few shows. But that's because, you know, I, I love those people. I have nothing against them. I will be on their show, uh, no doubt. But it's it, when I hear when I hear Michael do interviews on other shows, which I've heard a couple of them, uh, it's always interesting because he conducts himself in such a manner that uh, you almost think he's doing his own show like on a real serious matter uh i don't know i mean it's not bad it's a good thing it's just uh, it's just the way you are you i'm know? very like, judgmental I, I listen though. to you uh, i'm very judgmental i'm very judgmental on myself when i appear on these other programs though i'm very hard on myself you're your own worst critic big time so you that's like why me? i'm like i, I don't want to do your show I, I turn down people all the time mm -hmm. it's because i feel that i'm not gonna put on a good show for them See, yeah, you've got your heart and your mind set exclusively on your show because you know what you want and you know how to operate it in the manner that you want it operated in. Right. And, and plus, you sense. know, if, if I like going on other shows and sort of stirring the pot. Public about. I don't want to do interviews with 
anybody. I, I think you and I think uh, what Jerry and Nish, um, I did their show. Yeah, I was going to say, you, uh, you're not going to do any interviews anymore, right? Pretty much, no. I've been very, very exclusive. Um, I just feel that I, I've kind of gotten away from all that. There was a point in time, Michael, in especially in my early career with Empire Hideous when it was really starting to build – I, I didn't do much radio, but I did a lot of, uh, 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 what's the word, uh, uh, fanzines and magazines. And there was a point where I was in almost every fanzine across the country. And, um, you know, I was doing it because I had to promote myself as a musician and my band. And it worked because uh, we really did get a lot of, a lot of uh, attention. But my point is this. Now I'm at a point where I just don't, you know, I'm just not interested in that anymore. And for me to do the Michael Deacon program, that's all I need. That's all I. That's all I feel I need. That's right. It's all you need, Mike. It's the. Um, it's the um, big times here. <laughs> that's right. The big leagues, Mike. This is where it happens. Like a zombie head soldier, he says this show sucks when Cattrall isn't on. When who? When Paul Cattrall isn't on. That's what he's referring to. Oh, Cattrall. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, this show sucks oh, well. so much. You've been here for over an hour. <laughs> Dumb fuck. Yes. What a dumb fucking idiot. He's been here See? for over an hour and 52 minutes, and he says, yeah, the, the show is only good when, yes, when Cottrell is on. Yes, uh, I agree. <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yes, but he's been here for over an hour, almost two now. Oh, it's so sucky. I can't listen to it anymore. Wait, I know. I gotta listen to more. My goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so you do have retards like that. People that I hope uh, catch what's going around. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so hopefully he contracts COVID-19 after this show. I hope his whole family so contracts COVID. Yeah, so now he won't even have to listen to my show or anyone's show. He'd be dead. Let's hope that happens. I will keep my fingers oh. crossed just for you. But yes, as far as being on shows, I don't know, man. I like being exclusive. Right. Exclusive. It's, it's See, a lot more sexy way. that way. I feel the same way. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of the reasons I think that you and I mesh so well when we do the show together, you and I, um, like, you know, when we do an interview, I, I kind of say, I kind of step back, you know, I let you do your thing. And sometimes I have a lot of questions, but you know, I, I let you do your thing, but I like doing it when it's you and me. I think we, we, we kind of fun better. It's more fun, Mike, when it's just you and I, I think it's easier too, in my opinion. You think it's easier? I think so. When it's just the two of us. By the way, we do have a call here. Why not bring them in? Right. Sure. Before we um, close up shop, uh, caller, you are live on the air. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Are you angry, caller? No, no, I'm not angry at all. You called in with not this. Um, you sound. You sound like an asshole. I said, well, you know what? You you wouldn't be the first person to tell me that. Are you an asshole, you know, caller? <laughs> I mean, you called in here like a fucking dick. I'm, I'm an asshole, fucking dick from New York City. There you what go. What's going on, Mr. Michael Beacon? How was, are you? I was joking. I, I heard. I, I, it's all good, buddy. You can call me whatever you wish. And so I've been called worse by worse people. It's all right. Um, but you were talking about exclusivity. I, you know, I, you know I, I want you to be an exclusive guest on the Infinite Fringe. You understand? So, so. Uh, no, I'm going to do your show. Don't worry. I, I, if, if we can keep I'm committed. exclusivity. <laughs> I'm committed to do your show. Don't worry. I, I'm, I'm, I, I hit you over the head with a rock and make you do it at the end of the day. So, you know, it's going to happen, sir. You understand? Um, oh, I, I know. I know. Fun listening to you. I was just having fun listening to you guys, so I figured I'd call in real quick and say, say hey, say what's up. 
you boys. How you doing, man? You about to close up? Yes, very soon I'm going to close up, but I'm so glad you called because I want you to tell us what is going on out there in NYC. I really do appreciate you calling in. You know, I do have lots of respect for you, uh, my friend. Uh, yeah, man, I consider you a friend, and I got nothing but respect for you, bro. Um, out here, man, it's, it's getting a little bit better, I think. Uh, a little bit, not too much. You know, things are opening up just a little bit, and uh, people are getting around and, and starting to do things. They're starting to come out of their home little by little. Right. It's still very, 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 like, not what it used to be, but um, it's a slight improvement, so hopefully we can keep going in that direction. Yes, and by the way, you didn't call in like an asshole. I was just trying to make you laugh. I was trying to make Mike laugh. I was trying to make Mike laugh the most. Actually, that's usually what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Mike is a tough sell. You know, you 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 really gotta you really gotta drive it home in order for him to laugh. That's I, I get it exactly. You know, it's who right. me? Yeah, yeah. You don't act like like oh. I, I don't desperately try to make you laugh this the entire show. Oh come on now! It doesn't take that much. That's kind of the basis of the program is to get you to laugh. I can laugh at anything. That's my goal, though, to get you um, to uh, break you up, Mike. That's kind of my goal here. All right, boys. Let me let you guys go. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Great show. I I enjoyed it. Yes, thank you so much. Definitely, brother. Uh, Thank you, bro. We'll talk soon. Take care. Glad we got him to call in. That was our friend from the Infinite Fringe, Mr. Billy Ray. Valentine, check out his show. Great show. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. he's, He's been a guest here before. Yeah, yeah, we interviewed him. We like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, Chris C. says this caller has got skin in the game, and that's right. That's a Max Cole's uh, line, by the way. He has skin in the game, too, that Max Cole. But yes, Mike, in closing, I have to say I, I want to thank you tremendously for being on the program. I say this every time or every night, but I will change it up here, and this is something I've told you in private, but I will repeat what I told um, you in private, you know, I appreciate your thoughts and opinions. I don't think I could have found anyone better to be the co-host of this program, by the way, Mike. That's very kind of you, Michael. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yes, sir. And of course, don't forget if you are a fan of this program and want to help fund this incredible program, please go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And that is where you can do that. Also, Exclusive content can be found there. That's, of course, if you don't, you know, you you want to sort of pay money and get something back. Not everyone just wants to donate to uh, PayPal. So Patreon is a good sort of um, alternative. That way you can get something back for yourself. So exclusive content right there, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And uh, Mr. Mike Hideous, go ahead and plug away. Thank you. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Michael, for having me on the show. You know, I love it, and I love you for having me on. Yes, sir. Um, thank you to the audience for listening tonight. Thank you very much for the callers, the, uh, the people with the emails. Thank you so much. If you're interested in uh, any of my uh, music efforts that I've released over the years, um, you can check out uh, my website, which is Mike hideous.com and mike is spelt m-y-k-e mikehideous.com you can also uh if you're interested check out my artwork and photographs that i have uh for sale uh at uh spy man photo and art.com spy man photo and art.com and last but not least if you're interested in reaching out to me on facebook you can reach me at 
Facebook.com slash hideous Mike. M-Y-K-E. What about, and my bird is also yes. saying hello and good night. The bird wants to get in on the action here, but what about your OnlyFans page, Mike? My OnlyFans page? Yeah, that's where the nudes are. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't put that up yet. Oh, okay. Those are all on videotape. I Soon. still have in my bedroom. <laughs> Soon they will be up there, yes. <laughs> Very nice. Thank yes. you, Michael. I had a great time as usual, and I will be talking to you soon. Yes, brother. Talk to you soon. Good night, and stay safe out there, Mike. All right. Ciao. Bye-bye. And there he goes. That was the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous, and I do want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program yet again. It was fun, and I do want to thank Mr. Billy Ray Valentine there for calling in, and I apologize if I did not pick up your call during tonight's program. It got a little funky tonight. I do admit that. You know, it gets a little funky when you don't have notes or anything. You're just going off the top of your head. The way we like to do it here, um, raw. We like it raw here, yes. Um, K-Dub says, yes, give us hideous only fans. We're going to have to try to convince him to um, take some nude photographs just for you, uh, K-Dub. I don't know how much you are willing to pay, but we can work out a deal. And we can discuss that um, off air here. International listeners out there, thank you so much for your support. Those of you out there, much love and respect and of course those of you inside of america the many folks who support this show i truly appreciate you yes lilith thank you jesus that's right thank you baby jesus christ no doubt gotta love jesus christ and that kenneth copeland do we have that fired up yet yeah we do let's play some kenneth copeland here we must play that before we end the show the signs and the wonders that match the word of god the word of god and then match the prophetic utterances of proven prophets, the least of which, not the least of which, is Paula White King. Paula White. That woman has spiritual insight, and I'm telling you, she is a bulldog. Because <laughs> once she hears from God, she just doesn't let up. And she's had her share of problems, too. Oh, yeah. And it was like refining fire. Man, the devil attacked her in every way you could think of physically and in ways that, that I just, I, I'm just at, in, in awe of her. COVID-19! Oh, my God. COVID-19! I guess that was the sound of him sort of getting COVID-19 out of you, out of the spiritual body. Kenneth Copeland with the... Magical powers to cure COVID-19. Incredible. I did have one more clip that I totally forgot to play during the beginning of the show. This is another lady by the name of um, Kat Kerr. Yes, brace yourselves. And I can tell you right now that our president, Donald, still has absolute control of the military. So you need to know that, everybody. And I think that that's why they keep trying to take him down, hoping they can end that. They can't have no authority not even in the natural, not even officially, not even legally, can they do anything about the fact that he still has control of the military. Wow, that's amazing. That really is amazing, no doubt. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. Ladies and gentlemen, that was so much fun. It was an interesting night yet again. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are on this island Earth. I'm Michael Deacon, and with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.